Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast where... <laughs> no, do it like that. I like that. <laughs> Hello. Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast where I am the smartest man alive. Oh, is that Billy Madison? No, it's my autobiography. <laughs> yes, it's from Billy Madison, correct. I think he manages to spell like a four-letter word. (laughs) (laughs) A film that we've still not spoken about, still not talked about. It's been a year and a half. What are we doing? Well, we haven't covered one of Adam Sandler's first really successful, most loved films, but we have dedicated like six hours to talking about Hotel Transylvania porn. So (laughs) brings some roundabouts. Yeah. What do the fans of Sandler really want? Do they want a review of one of his most popular films or do they want us writing fan fiction about an animated film he's not even in anymore? Do they want new content or us rehashing the old stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Rehashing the old stuff, definitely. Rehashing over and over again. Uh, So this is The Sandler Pit. I'm Luke. This is Luke. And we watch and talk about every Adam Sandler appearance or TV show or film. And this is our last episode of 2021. Woo. Is that a good thing or a bad Jesus. thing? I don't know. It's just so sad that a full year has passed of us doing this. Yeah, but how good was Christmas, though? Oh, God. What a good time. How did you spend your Christmas? I was on a cruise. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Went to Hawaii. I was, I was in a penis-shaped building looking at all my friends as they <laughs> masturbated. So last week, we both wrote fan fictions based on fan fictions we'd read earlier in the year around Hotel Transylvania and other Adam Sandler projects. We've literally just come from recording that, so we're yeah. a bit on edge. So by the time this <laughs> goes out, there's a fair chance we've been locked up because it was pretty oh, steamy. Yeah. It was like that door <laughs> in the Titanic. It was steamy. <laughs> it was very steamy. <laughs> Yeah, this is... Wait, did you say the door in Titanic? Yeah, you weren't she, fucking on the... You weren't her, fucking on the door? No, she puts her hand on the door, doesn't she? When they have that sex oh, scene, you, so steamy. You mean in the car? Yeah, you mean in the car. I thought you meant on the fucking door when they're, like, dying in the water. <laughs> they just got it on. Not that door. There's multiple doors in the Titanic. It's how they got into all the different rooms through the doors. Right, we could argue about doors all day long. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about this week? This week, we are talking about... Probably Adam Sandler's big breakthrough moment. It wasn't the Marshall Chronicles, which we discussed in our small screen episode. His time on Saturday Night Live, basically. Yeah, we're going to be digging into some of his old sketches and his just his classic moments, I guess. Yeah, like you just said, a few weeks ago, we watched Adam Sandler's early TV appearances. We purposely left off SNL because it was such a huge duration of his backlog like how how long was he on snl it was a couple of years wasn't it yeah did he start in 1990 yeah until 95 near enough it says yeah so he had like four years on it and Mm -hmm. yeah i i'm too young to have grown up on this era of snl so honestly i've barely seen anything that he did of that era except for like the odd clip here and there that i've seen whilst like looking up adam sandler stuff whilst doing this podcast Mm -hmm. but yeah what's your history with snl my history well i was first brought onto the cast in 1973 before chevy chase I was brought on to develop the idea in the 70s. Um, now, I've never, same as you, I've never really watched a full episode of it, digged into like the odd like sketch that goes viral or whatever. And sometimes it's good if you realise you like a comedy actor. For, well, for us anyway, because we've not watched it. Probably different for people in the US, but you might go to the cinema and see like, say, Bridesmaids or something, and then you find out this person was on Saturday Night Live. There's usually like hours of stuff you can trawl through on 
YouTube, but I always quite like the stuff Lonely Island did. But other than that, there's not many that I really like go back to. The old Will Ferrell one here and there. And then obviously we've spoken before about how much we like the Hanukkah song that's on there. But other than that, I've never really gone too much into watching it, really. It's something I'm always intrigued by. I feel like I probably would like it if I watched more of it or if I Mm. knew what they were going on about half the time, because usually it's about like (laughs) some random politician or whatever that we might not actually know that well. Yeah. If they were over here right now, they'd be having a fucking field day, basically, wouldn't they? (laughs) (laughs) After today. (laughs) After today, yeah. The time of recording when uh, the Tories of the what was it they had a party last year yeah the day before they announced that christmas was cancelled for everyone they had a huge party these these, like insectoid awful slimy shit politicians are just there in their cabinet meetings like laughing about it fuck me i've been like riled up all day about that i wish i hadn't brought it up yeah all i can think about is them all being at fezziwig's party out of uh (laughs) (laughs) christmas carol jacob reason like fucking the turkey in the corner (laughs) (laughs) as statler and waldorf as uh as Jacob and Robert Marley are just at the top, <laughs> the big Tory donors. But now I've watched SNL like clips for a few years. I always hear the same complaint that it's kind of, it's stopped being funny or it's not funny anymore. And the sketches are more political now. I'd say they've always been political. I think the problem now is that they don't actually have cast members. They don't hire their own cast members as politicians. Like wasn't Will Ferrell, George Bush during the Bush era. Yeah. But then then Adam, was it Adam Baldwin? Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, yeah. I think that that is quite fair, though, about it being more political because it does seem quite often they'll like spend a lot of time on doing the political stuff. And the American politics in the last few years have been just a massive circus, basically. So, like, it's kind of the same with right now. If there was a sketch show on in the UK and they did have Boris Johnson doing all uh, as a character, like that's it called Spitting Image. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of just like the politics is already such a joke. It's not funny to parody it because it's that's like what they said on, I think. It was Trey Parker and Matt Stone said it, the South Park guys, that they were stopping doing political stuff because you can't make jokes about something that's already a joke. Yeah. The Trump presidency was so farcical. Like all satire writers apparently like had a horrible time because they couldn't make an outlandish joke because it was happening in reality. Mm-hmm. I watched this video from this guy. I think his name is Drew Gooden. He's this YouTuber and he was like watching an episode of SNL from every year. And he was saying every SNL series is, first of all, they're always bad. Like there's bad sketches in nearly every one. They're really inconsistent and they're always political. So it's not like it's a new thing. Like they will have been satirizing like 80s politicians in the 80s, but Mm. you just notice it more now because they put more of a spotlight on it. And we have YouTube where we just have access to it all the time. I guess the thing is, if you saw, if you were browsing YouTube and you saw something that said like, you know, you got Steve Martin playing whoever was president at the time he was on it. Yeah. You probably wouldn't bother clicking on it because it's not going to be relevant to you nowadays. Whereas mm. if you see one that's like them singing something, you know, something that's a bit more timeless, then you'd watch that, wouldn't you, I guess? Yeah, it's definitely, it ebbs and flows. And I think that the political aspect, it's immediately out of the zeitgeist. It dates so quickly that you just don't care after a year even or a few mm-hmm. months. Like imagine watching the Biden and Trump debate SNL skit now. It's like, yeah, well, that'd have already aged, wouldn't it? But yeah, um, it's mad as well with sketch comedy. There, it is always a bit weird. I think we've spoken about it a bit before, but like mm. they can be quite like 
niche I suppose sketches you know I really like that show I think you should leave which I, I think it's great the one on Netflix but I tried to watch it with my wife and she was just like this is fucking terrible but then you watch it with like I watch it with Joe and he fucking loves it but um I need to watch that they're just really random I guess that guy's sketches were supposed to originally be on Saturday Night Live but he got fired so he just made his own show what's your favorite sketch show of all time do you think I don't know. So it's I, quite a lot in Britain. Yeah, there are quite a few, but I never really like them as much because who is it? Um, the guys that do Peep Show do a sketch show. I didn't, I never really liked that that much. I always preferred Peep Show. Mitchell and, and Webb look, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, prob- I probably would just say I think you should leave. It's the one that I've like watched and rewatched the most, to be honest. But there are quite a few over here. It was, would you say it was a bigger thing in like the early noughties? Yeah, definitely. Like, I think it was like Big Train with Simon Pegg and. Steve Coogan had one for a while. My absolute favourite of all time is the Peter Seraphim. No, <laughs> I I do not like Little Britain. I've never liked Little Britain. I always thought it's a shit League of Gentlemen ripoff. There's a few sketches that are good. The one mm. where he sings the theme tune, that's a good sketch. It was yeah. funny once. They do the same thing every week. They sucked. I think the that's best... the problem with one that goes on and on though, isn't it? Recurring yeah. jokes all the time. The best one, it's my recommendation for anyone who's listening to this podcast for British comedy recommendations. <laughs> Why would you? Is the Peter Serafinowicz... Fuck, I can't say his name. It's a very hard Pe- name, isn't it? Peter Serafinowicz? Peter Serafinowicz? Can you put um, subtitles on an audio podcast? I don't think you can, <laughs> can you? The Peter Show. Serafinowicz. <laughs> I think it Seraf- is. Seraf- Serenafawicks, isn't it? Serenafawicks. Serenafawicks. Right, look, here's how you're going to find it. You're going to go on to, what, Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. He's in that. Go on that on IMDb and look for the guy the that's peak. like, owns his flat or whatever. Yeah, just look up Peter and you you should find it. But he had a show, I think, in the mid-2000s. And his is really funny. I caught it like, I think I just randomly came across like a sketch on YouTube and then just watched the full series, like every episode's on YouTube. And it's oh, right. really funny and really underrated. But that only had one series. So I think that's when they kind of stretch them out, it gets worse. But mm. SNL's a bit different because they have such a big turnover of writers and cast members. Yeah, it's just a vehicle, isn't it? It's not really like a, it's not a series in the sense of characters you're going to, I mean, some characters do recur on it, don't they? You get some that someone will play for like years and years. I think Adam Sandler had a few, didn't he, that appeared multiple times. I think so. One of my favourites is the, have you seen the What's Up With That sketch? I'm not too sure. It's uh, Keenan Thompson and he's like a host of a chat show, but he just keeps singing and he just sings the theme tune and then he doesn't interview anyone. He just keeps <laughs> singing over and over again. And then Jason, is it Jason Seagal? Jason Siegel. No, From not him. How I Met Your Mother. Jason Sudeikis. Oh, Jason Sudeikis, yeah. He keeps like jumping in and dancing and it's... <laughs> That's a really funny sketch, I think. But I love that era. Jason Sudeikis. What's that guy from It Chapter 2? Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Uh, Andy yeah, Samberg. He's really good. Fred Armis- Armiston. Armiston, he's really, yeah. From Juice Bigelow really 2. <laughs> oh, <for God's> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kristen Wig. Are these people definitely on it at the same time and stuff then? Yeah. Are they all definitely on it at the same time, all these guys? Was that early noughties? Yeah, late noughties, like 2009. That cast were really funny, I thought. And because they started doing the SNL digital shorts, didn't they? Which are like, that's what Lonely Island were. And that pre-recorded stuff. And it was really funny. For the last few years, you said you don't like it at all, do you? Not the things that I've seen of it. I've never gone out of my way to watch it. It's just that like every so often one will appear on my suggested on YouTube. So I think, you know, I might give that a look. And I, I always yeah. find myself never even finishing the videos. That's a shame. They're a bit stilted, I always think. There's, 
There's a few in the last few years which I think are really funny. I think I've mentioned before, I really like Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney. Uh, mm. They have like a few sketches around like old sitcoms and then game shows and stuff like that. And they're always really funny. I think Beck Bennett's really underrated. I think mm. he's like a voice actor now in quite a few things, but yeah, he's really funny. During lockdown, there was these three comedians on Twitter. I think they're called Please Don't Destroy. And I remember like, I think it was something that was being retweeted and it really made me laugh. And then I just followed them and I just was watching these dumb sketches they were making in their like kitchen in their living room and stuff. And then they just got hired on SNL and I was like, I'm, I recognize these lads. They do like a sketch a week at the moment and they're getting like quite big now, I think. Mm. Yeah, please don't destroy. They're really funny. They're, yeah. they're a bit more like weirder humor and it's, yeah, I really like it. That's cool. I mean, it is good because there probably will be times where like you might not like one cast, but then in a couple of years time, they might bring in a, a better new one or something, I guess. Yeah. And sometimes you might have like a cast who, when they start, they're probably a bit shit. I think that was probably the case of Adam Sandler and those lads. They were quite unpopular at the start, I think, but then they kind of got into their groove and got really popular. And now everyone says that was one of the best casts of all time. It's funny, isn't it? Because you look at those guys and then obviously in like the 90s, Adam Sanders films were pretty successful and whatever. And Chris Rock had a few good ones. And David Spade, I think, had a couple of solo films. I don't know. I haven't watched them. But like yeah. you do hear people say that like, is it Tommy Boy? It's supposed to be pretty good. And a few other ones. But now they're not. None of them are big draws, are they particularly? And no. You can kind of see that happening to like Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig and all those guys that were quite successful at the in the sort of turn of the 2010s and stuff with bridesmaids and a couple of other things but now it seems like they're sort of starting to die out as well maybe a little bit it's kind of sad like let's think about him like andy sandberg the last thing i saw him in was more serious with palm springs jason sudeikis is in like a tv show massive a million an episode or whatever it is (laughs) is he really yeah Fair play. Yeah, Kristen Wiig, I don't remember the last film she was in. Bob and Star she was in, wasn't she? That that was quite good, to be fair. I thought that was quite funny. I've had that on my Amazon watch list for ages. I will watch it. It's a weird film, but it is is quite funny, I thought. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. I think what we should do is we should watch the compilation from the 90s, but I think we should watch the episode from 2019 that he hosted. Watch the full episode of it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, all right then, that makes sense. It's a compilation of his five years that he was on it, the best of, the absolute yeah. cream of the crop, none of the crap stuff. And then we'll watch, yeah, the reunion, I guess you'd call it, he, his comeback. Yeah. I've seen bits of that one, actually, and it is quite good, the monologue that he did where he was about being yeah, fired and that. stuff. But yeah, that sounds good. Are we going to do a Sandler scale? Yeah, I think so. Why the hell not? Or should we do what we've done before where we've had the whole Sandler scale and we just say things that stand out? Because there's yeah. a lot of stuff we're looking at here. That's true. Yeah, I think we should do full big one. Yeah, Fuck just it. whatever stands out, we'll talk about something like that. That'd be very good. Uh, have you got anything else you want to say up top? Uh, yeah, our Sandler scale is a list of tropes that we've got. Of <laughs> oh, yeah. Adam Sandler does in his films. What have we got? Like product placement, mentions of McDonald's, director Coca-Cola. Cameos. Yeah. yeah. Dennis Dugan. Dennis Dugan <laughs> appears. Robert Smigel appears as a cartoon dog. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find our list of tropes on our instagram page at the sandler pit we're gonna put it as a highlight i think oh yeah i keep saying this and not doing it yeah <laughs> i'll do it straight after i've recorded this <laughs> okay that's a good idea so yeah check our highlights and it should be in there if Luke remembers um, and when we come back we're gonna apparently do a countdown to the new year yeah. <laughs> for some reason <laughs> even though we're not recording it even close to that week um and luke is going to tell us what his new year's resolution is Write more fan fiction, I think. Yeah, if you're having New Year, wherever you are on Earth, if it's like a lockdown or something's happening, 
Who knows? Then just press play on this at our exact time code and you'll hear us cheering in the new year. <laughs> yeah, hopefully when we come back, we'll know whether there is going to be a lockdown that ruins our lives. <laughs> oh, don't. Like, that'll ruin my job. Like, that'll literally ruin my livelihood uh, mm-hmm. completely. Oh, God. Oh, right. God. On that very somber note, let's go and watch some Saturday Night Live. Live from my Live Sheffield. from Sheffield, it's a Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, it's 10pm, I haven't had my dinner Wow, whose fault is that? You are now listening to the Sandler Pit Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Sandler And we are back We have watched 752 Saturday Night Live sketches We've covered the whole five years And also Adam Sandler's comeback to Saturday Night Live (laughs) No, just kidding We've watched a compilation of Saturday Night Live Best of Adam Sandler 1999, I think it was called so that I was, don't know what that means. I think this was the one that they released on like a DVD a couple of years ago. Well, 21 years ago. Um, <laughs> and we also watched the latest episode. So, I mean, there's not really a story to this, but do you want to give us any form of like an overview, any characters that we saw? So SNL, the first compilation we watched, it had like quite a few different characters that Adam Sandler obviously played on the show. It was kind of, there's nothing to say about it. It was just a load of sketches. And then the newest one was just him and who's the musician? Oh, Sean Mendes. Sean Mendes. And then again, a bunch of skits and sketches. Some of them were okay and some of them were very bad. Uh, What did you think of our viewing experience of SNL? I don't want to be horrible because I feel like we've done, what, like 60 episodes and in our head we're always like, yeah, Saturday Night Live was like the good stuff it's where Adam Sandler learned all of his thing. That was what made him good and people love this stuff. And I was watching this and I was like, this is fucking dreadful. Like I genuinely watched, I'd say all in all, I think both videos were maybe an hour and 10 minutes each. Is it something like yeah. that? So we watched, you know, two and a half near enough hours of this content. And I think I laughed maybe three times in that time and yeah god it's a slog it's a really long show the fact that they're live means that i think sometimes they go a bit off and start like improvising and usually improv i'm not a fan of it to be honest and it feels like the sort of show that could do with a lot of editing and the sketches could all be a good i mean i'm not going to pretend that i know better than this show that's ran for what 40 odd years or whatever maybe more 50 Um, something i think yeah was it 75 it started or something like that oh yeah yeah okay yeah 40 46 something yeah yeah, I'm not going to pretend I know better than them because obviously I don't. It's a very successful big show that's like given us some of the biggest comedy actors and whatever. But fucking hell, it could do with being edited. It's so... <laughs> every sketch goes on for about eight minutes and it could be a good minute and a half. The mm. only sketch that I think I really liked was in the new Adam Sandler one where it was about a... I think it was supposed to be a Viagra pill or something, but it was just a butt plug. Yeah. And I found that yeah. one funny because it lasted two minutes mm. and like... It seemed like the, the joke was actually quite solid. That was the only one I think was funny. The one where it was like the Sandler family reunion, I fucking hated because it was just loads of really bad impressions of Sandler characters. What we do every week, basically. Um, I mean, Pete Davidson sounded like the fucking little Rumpelstiltskin out of Shrek 4. He was doing a shot of voice like a dad. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it didn't sound like... Yeah, and I think Shawn Mendes was in that one trying to act and was really bad as well. Um, he was very bad. The older ones, I was kind of watching it and thinking like, surely there's something in this, but I just didn't 
it just wasn't for me i don't think yeah How about you? what did you think no i didn't like this either it's exactly that the sketches all just uh, at least two minutes too long like nearly all of them they all feel like they're just trying to stretch it out and kind of do everything they can and the 90s ones with adam sandler are so dated and so shit like i don't know what what's it canteen boy i've heard about him a few times yeah. i didn't know that fucking sketch was just about him being fucking Raped mm. by a paedophile. Yeah. yeah. It was horrible. Well, I don't think they're all like that. I think that was just one sketch of Canteen Boy, I suppose. Oh, right. Okay. The thing I was thinking when I was watching that compilation was if this is the best of, like, what is the other stuff like? Yeah. Because for me, the highlights were when Adam Sandler was like singing songs. They were mostly a bit better in the 90s one and in the modern one as well, actually. So you had Hanukkah song, obviously, is good. We know that already. We're not breaking any new ground by saying that. The Christmas one at the start was was okay as well. I thought bits of it were quite funny. The lunch lady one with Chris Farley dancing. I think that was maybe the only one in the 90s one that I hadn't seen before that I did really like. Yeah, the lunch lady land song. Yeah, yeah. that was that was quite good. What did you think of the, was it called the Gap Girls or something? Where they're just women and yeah. that's it. Oh, fucking awful. I don't like Alec Baldwin. He's in it quite a bit. Is he Have in the cars? No, he was, he's just always like a guest. I think they, he just oh. loves going on it. He's got this jet black hair. Uh, the joke in the Gap story is that he's dated two or three of the women. So it's David Spade, Adam Sandler and Chris Farley. They're just women. And Rob Schneider that's, as well. Rob Schneider, yeah, With sorry. donut on his head. That's the joke. Is that they're women? That's it. Mm-hmm. It's boring. Yeah, that wasn't very funny. It's mad that they were doing that back then. Maybe people at the time thought it was so good, and that was what made him and David Spade come back as like Jack and Jill and stuff years later. You know, maybe you're seeing yeah. the seeds of it there. We know that Jack and Jill was bad, and some of the other ones where they've done similar stuff. So I guess like we're never gonna like it, always following it back to the source. <laughs> 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 then there's Opera Man, yeah. who just sings about the news. I didn't mind that at first, and like some of the phrases were pretty funny. Like I think he says like "bag a doucher" as a douchebag, mm. but that was quite good. But that compilation had it what like I would say maybe eleven minutes of the hour and ten minute compilation were <laughs> Opera Man bits because it kept coming back. It was like five times by the end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really rubbish, and it just However, kept going on and on. You got to admit though. In the modern one, when he did yeah. it in the new one, it was like I loved it. Fucking, it was a blessed relief when he did it because the two guys they had were so wooden and shit. Oh, Colin, I don't mind Colin Jost and um, no, it what's was the other guy called? So bad. They, oh god, <laughs> it was like two robots that had been like tuned by a scientist to deliver average news-based jokes. They're okay in something. Have you ever seen it where they have to write jokes for each other and then no. they don't see it before? That's quite funny. But yeah, they're news updates is a bit, that a bit was, shit that was bad um i did like seeing opera man again i got a bit weirdly nostalgic for something that i never grew up on and had seen like an hour before for the first time but yeah yeah it was quite funny what about um, the one when john lovitz appeared as the opera man's brother did you like that no <laughs> <laughs> didn't care i was all right it's this guy whatever so then there was the Hanukkah song with not Top, Top. There's not much new to say about that, is there? They mentioned O.J. Simpson. Was that before he killed his wife? Probably, yeah. Yeah, whatever. He didn't uh, do this. He was innocent. He was innocent. <laughs> if the gloves don't fit. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the Denise show. He's a an ex-boyfriend who's started a talk show moaning that his girlfriend broke up with him. Hmm. I didn't mind that Creepy. one. I thought that yeah, one was okay, but again... It, again, it long. goes on 10 minutes too long. Yeah. 
Courtney Cox is then it then, and she sings with Adam Sandler, who's pretending to be Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, that made, that made me laugh as well. To be, <sighs> I, forgot about, I forgot about that one, but that was that was all right. He just wouldn't stop singing, and wasn't yeah. it, as it went along, he was like forgetting the words and stuff. It was all, it was all right. It was fine. Uh, then there's that one where we see more of Rob Schneider's kind of him House pretending to be people. <laughs> so they're they're all. Italian, yep. uh, but then instead of like kissing the wife's hand, they start taking it too far until they end up just having sex with her. Mm-hmm. And it was Kirsty Addy, yeah, uh, Rebecca from Cheers, I was who's say, the mum from Look Who's Talking, <laughs> big, big Trump supporter now. I think she's a big, uh, like a weird anti vaxxer creep, I think, but whatever. I didn't mind that sketch too much, yeah, it was pretty funny to be fair. And was that the one when Adam Sandler came in wearing like a bikini made of food? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was, that was, that was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Again, though, it's based yet again on like stereotypes and xenophobia and whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, we'll get to it when we talk standard scale stuff, but you can see the tropes forming already in these early days. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I don't like about all these sketches and a lot of pretty much all these sketches that are in SNL is that it's basically the same kind of thing. Something happens. It's an awkward situation, but one of the people, one of the partners, like, doesn't mind it or is accepting of it the other one's like what are you doing it keeps escalating it keeps escalating and then everyone goes ah it's all right and then it ends mm-hmm. have you ever seen the uh the kissing family sketch sounds familiar i think which one was that uh i think this one it's you know like when fred armison and Kristen wig play like parents and then the sketch is like paul rudd will be bringing his girlfriend home for christmas and then all the family are just kissing each other and like bill haders is the older brother in all the sketches and he's like comes down starts snogging the brother Mm -hmm. and they're all just kissing and then it keeps going on like that and then suddenly it's like oh actually this is all right and that's how it ends every single one but i like that sketch but this one has the same kind of rhythm and routine to it and it was just a bit boring yeah you can't imagine tuning in every week with it being like that can you because you can really boil it all down so easily they'll chuck in one reference to like what's on tv that week Oh yeah, Game of Thrones. Oh my god, yeah. We'll, we'll but, get to that soon. But we'll God. It's so like based in the zeitgeist of when it happens. It's all mm-hmm. politics, a political commentary from that week, uh TV reference from that week. So mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't age well at all. Yeah. The good thing I, I think a lot of those older ones weren't as time stamped in terms of like one big event apart from the new stuff with the opera man that was very like i didn't recognize half the people that they were talking about and politicians and stuff i think it's funny actually in the week that we've been recording this there's been like a lot of rumblings about them doing a british version of saturday night live i think they've tried it before and apparently they're going to try it again but like so shit like why are they doing that you know what like it's going to sound very millennial or whatever but i just feel like in the age of internet skits and things like that like you can just go on twitter and see better sketches than you see in this now i know that's really that's like it. depressing to say but like everyone has a phone in their hand like if you i know a lot of people hate tiktok but like if you go past the ones of like animals shitting on their owner's mm. floor and like kids dancing to Shawn mendes songs kind of like and saying like, like you do actually see a lot of good <laughs> stuff on there i don't want to be too hard 
harsh on SNL though. Like I feel like a lot of the things they do in isolation are really good. Like I think I mentioned in the intro, the Please Don't Destroy sketches are very funny. Uh, Bennett and Carl Mooney are very funny uh, when they get to write and deliver their own sketches. Some of the Weekend Update stuff when they're writing each other's jokes is funny. Mm-hmm. Everything's good, but only when you take it away. Because I've never watched an episode in full until this one. And it just the constant cutaway to Sean Mendes singing or some boring sketch. Like it's, yeah. I think it's hit to miss ratio is like so off. Like I think it has like 10% hit and then the rest is just kind of lame and boring. I think as well, it's worth saying like, it's, I don't really watch sketch shows. So I, can, I might sound like I'm being really negative here, but like it's just not what I look for, I guess. Yeah, and I, I watch them and I, I do like them, but just when piled together in this way, uh, live it's just a bit boring do you think if you lived in america you'd watch this mm, i mean that i think like we were saying about the times it's on how it's on at like half 11 on yeah one, in one time zone i could see myself putting it on like after being out or something and watching like bits of it and stuff i don't know if you were the same but when i was younger i used to always have a t- like i had a tv in my room and i would always have it on at night and that's when i used to watch stuff like family guy and whatever that i just yeah i'm not interested in it anymore but i feel like at that age you know, like in your teens and stuff, I feel like it would be a good show for that kind of thing to like dip in and out of, but not watch religiously. That's it. And I, f- I feel like people have made this point before that they say that SNL's not funny anymore and it, it's gotten bad, but I feel like this is kind of proof it's always been a bit, a bit shit. And <laughs> people only have fond memories because they were probably teenagers when they watched it, mm. when Adam Sandler was on it. They were like kids. So they thought, yeah. oh, wow, a canteen boy and opera man, that's so funny. But it just doesn't age like well at all. What do you think about Hurlihy Boy? Remind me. <laughs> Which one was that? I don't know. I kind of liked it. I don't know why. He's like, hey, I wanna, I'm going to come and, and water your plants. I'll water your plants. And then it cuts to like Chris Farley, like, let this boy water his plants. Yeah, That's you're right. That, yeah, now that you say it, I, I just didn't remember the name of it, but the one where he wants to house it. Yeah, that's it. it was yeah, quite, I thought quite that funny. was good, actually. Yeah, that, think, that was fun. I think the standout from all of these was Chris Farley, to be fair. He had this energy whilst performing. And it does pay off whilst watching these back to back because the 2018 or 2019 one ends with the Farley song that we've seen already in 100% Fresh. This time clean because they're not allowed to swear. Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, did you know they're not allowed to swear on SNL? It's so weird. No, I didn't notice that at all. You know, like in the original, it's like, oh, I used to love watching you fuck with Spade. I yeah, think you said something yeah. like, you mess with Spade. Mess with him, stuff. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, didn't, not... I didn't think that at all. Yeah, that, I guess that's what we said, didn't we, about how it's on at half eight. That's it, it's before pre-Watershed. I think there was one sketch, I think it was that, what's up with that? And then Samuel L. Jackson was on it, and I think he calls the host a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to like, leap it out, and they were like, oh, they do that. <laughs> That's pretty good. I guess it's kind of pushing the envelope that there was like that new one that had the butt plug thing in it. That's quite yeah. um, close to the bone, I suppose. Yeah, what about exactly. the we already spoke about the lunch lady land one what about the one where michael keaton was in it and he wanted to have sex but he was looking after adam sandler as his grandma again it was one that went on like five minutes too long it would have been funny maybe if they'd have done that fake out like three times i think they do it about eight well i was just like yeah i was just getting so tired i was like god please just end i want some variety i thought the joke really hit its rhythm when they did it for the 11th time (laughs) It's the same thing each time, and it's just... Uh, I mean, it, was, it wasn't that bad. One sketch I really didn't like was when it was him being himself on The Weekend Update, 
going, eh, it's nearly Halloween. If you don't have a mask, you could play me, Smiley Man. And I was just like, this is fucking shit. And yeah. like, feels like he didn't write anything and he just made it up on the spot and all the audience going crazy over this really weak joke is very, very irritating. Mm-hmm. It, is, it literally feels like you've read my notes on that part. <laughs> I wrote this feels improvised. How is this worthy of like best yeah. of like compilation? That was really bad. He put like a newspaper in his t-shirt and was like, "I'm Mr. Old Newspaper Face." <laughs> and I'm Mr. Protractor, Protractor Mouth. I was Shut like, up. "This." I think that is the most perfect example of pushing a. This guy mm. is likable. We like this man. Like, how far can we push it? Till it seems like he's done something not good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just, I don't want to be too harsh on this show either because every week they have, they spend the whole week writing it, writing all these, coming up with sketches together in a writer's room, having to work with a celebrity each week to kind of work out how they're going to host it and what sketches they want to do. And it must be really, really difficult. I can't even imagine trying to come up with a sketch in a month, mm-hmm. I think would kill me. But then here they're doing about at least. I don't know, 25 sketches a week. That must be really hard. But it is usually shit because they have to rush it out and it doesn't feel very refined, which is a shame. The thing about that, like, yeah, that's true. But, you know, South Park does the same thing. I know not everyone loves South Park. It has That has its problems as well. But, like, they make those in, like, a week. That They have, like, an existing art already and then they just add in the topical jokes like a week before or whatever but like surely they could do the same with this there's so many people writing on it and whatever but it does feel like they've all just like workshopped it a few days before and been like oh yeah we'll send adam sanner out he can put his arms inside his t-shirt and say he's going as the great harmless man and he can hide under the desk and say i'm the creepy voice man and that sketch uh, I- even if it was like he kept coming out from behind a wall and saying like oh this is a new outfit that would have been even better than him just sitting there yeah. and grabbing a protector and going <laughs> yeah protract him out <laughs> it was so shit. and the worst thing is this isn't the best of so there must be hours and hours of even worse than that. That wasn't mm-hmm. funny at all. They should make this I show will... half an hour long instead of an hour and 10 minutes. I feel like we can't really even do anything with this because even though we might say we hate it or something, there will be at least one thing that'll come along that'll make us laugh. And mm. I have heard that apparently the new season's meant to be quite good because they've got all new writers. And I mentioned already a few times about these three that have started on. They're really funny. So mm. apparently it's a bit more kind of lively now, but that 2018 one was fucking rough. Let's go into I'm that be- one then a bit more. <laughs> yeah. We've skipped Iraqi Pete. What about Iraqi Pete? Super racist. Did not like it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what his name was? I didn't yeah. even know what was going on. I did kind of laugh at the bit when he says that the American Gothic is their most treasured painting because it's such a shit painting. (laughs) That was like one of the few decent jokes, but it's like surrounded by so much horrible stuff that like you laugh at it and then you're like, I shouldn't have laughed at that. Yeah. So I've never seen an SNL properly. I didn't know how this show started. I thought they'd do a very quick thing and then they'd go live from New York. It's Saturday night. And then it would start the host monologue. Mm-hmm. It starts with like a 15 minute sketch, which is family feud, but it's about Marvel and Game of Thrones. I was so fucking tired. I was just like watching it miserable. Like, what is this? It's not funny. Everyone's doing really bad impressions of those characters. I'll say one thing, though, the set design, the costume the makeup, 
fantastic. Whoever mm-hmm. has to do that every week, some yeah. arsehole writers like, oh, this week we're going to have Thanos in it. So someone's going to make a Thanos outfit and it looks good. So mm-hmm. it's like, how do you do that? So no matter what I complain about, they do a really, really good job. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's, it's such a waste of really good staging and costuming because the jokes are fucking terrible. I don't want us to go into like fucking grandma's boy gatekeeper mode, but like <laughs> we're both like big fans of like the MCU and, and Game of Thrones as well when it was on. But like the way they did this was so surface level. It was like, I understand it because it's like a broad show and whatever, but they're doing things that are like just for if your mum's walked past and seen you watching Guardians of the Galaxy, she'll get the reference to bitch I'm Groot, which was just so fucking <sighs> terrible. It's so surface level. And not well, you like said they, they can haven't... swear. Is bitch a swear word? I think they're not allowed to say fuck. Oh, okay. I think that's the big one. I don't know why. So fucking lame, man. <laughs> I, hate, <laughs> I hate not swearing. Yeah, that was really annoying. That whole sketch. It wasn't funny. I don't remember anything that happened. I didn't really write any notes. I was kind of bored. Yeah. And then it starts the uh, theme song, and it's so funny. It's just like a million names over and over again. Beck Bennett, <laughs> Amy, fucking whatever, <laughs> Kate McKinnon. Fucking Leslie Jones. And it just goes on forever. And it's so annoying. And they've all had to go to somewhere in New York. So they're like stood next to like a bin in Central Park. It looks a bit like a perfume advert as well. It's in like black and white. And they're like. (laughs) (laughs) It's so like lame and they're trying to look cool. And it's so fucking bullshit. I'm like, why are they doing this? Why is it? This isn't funny. You can imagine it must have looked really classy like back in the day though. I feel like in like the 70s and 80s, something like that you'd look at it and be like oh that's pretty cool but then nowadays (laughs) doing his thing (laughs) but now i don't yeah i I, it felt very old school i thought do you know what let's say it now we were about to like allude to the whole game of thrones thing how like that show it must have been the week the finale was airing or something the week before i think because they were just they were kind of making jokes about that how dark that one episode looked and I yeah. remember that at the time. They've let the whole thing overshadow this whole thing that it gets to the point where it's like, is Saturday Night Live literally being paid by like George R. R. Martin to make sure that Game of Thrones has to be mentioned every 25 seconds? <laughs> it's constant, isn't it? And it's just, that's not anything. Have you noticed no one talks about Game of Thrones anymore? No, yeah, not really. I mean, there's people talking about how the prequels, is it the prequel that's coming out? But yeah, I, I can't imagine it's going to last as long as as the actual one did. I don't think, because of how bad the last episode and the last seasons were, it's kind of just gone. Like, no one gives a shit about Game of Thrones anymore. It's sad, isn't it? In its day, like, the first, what, five seasons of that show were Mm. fucking... They were, like, unreal, like, unparalleled. Yeah, season one to four, like, I love the bit with Tyrion where he's he's in prison that whole season. That's really Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, they just didn't stick the landing. But, like, when I was watching this and they were stood opposite the MCU characters, I was, in my head, I don't know why, but I just didn't even think they were from the same time. I was like, I swear Game of Thrones was, like, six years before. (laughs) Because it just... It has doesn't faded. feel like they crossed over. It's snapped away all. by Thanos. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It felt so outdated considering it was only like a couple of years ago. I was kind of, they were doing all these Game of Thrones references and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that actually fucking happened. Yeah, it was insane. It's, it was bad. We have a, the opening monologue. I think I always like the monologues the best. Mm-hmm. They they can be quite funny. Have you seen Adam Drivers before? Yeah. Yeah, where all he does is just like stand there he doesn't even talk (laughs) it's just I'm just gonna hang out and and do this Adam Sandler's was quite funny it was a a song about how he got fired off SNL 
and then Chris Rock shows up and then Pete Davidson shows up and is like oh what I didn't get fired already yeah yeah it's all right he's wearing a shirt that looks like he's just bought it because it's still got fold lines on it (laughs) 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 yeah I think that that's the thing for me is the closest thing that we've already watched of Adam Sanders to this was when he did 100% fresh and the bits that feel like a stand-up or just him doing songs are definitely the highlights of this. You know, the bits yeah. that worked in that are good in this. I think maybe I just don't like sketch comedy. That might be way. <laughs> I think that might be the problem here. There's a line in the song that his films made $4 billion at the box office. I was like, holy shit, did they? <laughs> it feels I mean, like every single one came out on DVD and that's it. That's <laughs> fucking incredible. Oh, you say that though. Do you remember the Waterboy got all that Phantom Menace money? <laughs> So for what it's worth, I swear there's like a five year period where he had like a film every year or something. Yeah, that's true. He he made a billion films. Every single one made four (laughs) dollars. Most of that was Hotel Transylvania, I think. Yeah. One of the sketches is about like a a news reader in a war-torn country and he's trying to do a report but he ends up having to do the report through Snapchat and he gets loads of filters put on him. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that sketch? Can you do live chats on Snapchat? No. <laughs> I don't think, think you could. Maybe not at that time. You might, maybe you can now. Um, that is such a single like gag that they managed to stretch out for about eight minutes, I think it was. Yeah. I didn't enjoy I'll give it. it. Beck Bennett was quite funny in it, even though it wasn't a good sketch, but was he, he was the news pretty reader? funny. Yeah, he was kind of enjoying it. That was all right. Yeah, I've got a note saying that he did make me laugh, but at the same time, I've got three words, cheap Will Arnett. <laughs> That's oh. what that, that was. He's just being Will Arnett in that, and not as good as Will Arnett. Beck Bennett, man, is underrated. He's quite funny. I like him. Don't don't you dare. Don't you dare do this. Mm. <laughs> He's a good That's what guy. that was. That's what that was. I think in out of that new cast, I think him and Kate McKinnon were the only ones that like made me laugh at all in that yeah. episode. So, yeah, for what it's worth, my two pence he's all right <laughs> he's okay then there was a song clothes are just holes and then there's adam sandler's like a rocker with like these big fake teeth mm-hmm. what did okay. you think of that one you thought it was okay it's fine yeah that's what i've got not the worst <laughs> but also not funny <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't laughing <laughs> yeah i think i only liked when adam sander turned up and was yeah, I think he was basically Slash, wasn't he? Yeah, something like that. Then there was the Romano Tours or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was okay. I thought probably. that was okay, but yeah, again, I mean, we're repeating ourselves here. But like, I thought that <laughs> They're went, all just going to be that. <laughs> it went on two minutes too long, didn't it? The, the yeah, joke definitely. in that, what was the joke? He was advertising holidays, but he said, if you're sad before, you're still going to be sad like after you've had the holiday. It's not going to fix yeah. it. I thought that was quite Would a you- funny gag. Yeah, I think, is it A.D. Bryant? Uh, I think she's really funny as well. I think she's quite underrated. I think she's the wife in that sketch where she's like drinking wine and stuff. She's all right. Yeah, I think that was a a pretty solid one. That's another one where if you saw it on YouTube or whatever, you'd be like, yeah, that's pretty good. Give that a like. (laughs) Let's go to the next video. Sandler family reunion, painful, horrible. I wanted to die. Mm-hmm. He's got the least funny man on earth, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> oh, God. I genuinely think I that, that is what the that's what the pit looks like. That room. <laughs> that oh, is what God. the Sandler pit is. Have you ever seen Jimmy Fallon's SNL stuff? Nah. Holy fucking shit. He's he's so bad. I'm like, is how it? did he become a fucking host of a massive talk show and stuff? But well, I guess it's he's... that he's hosting stuff rather than having to act in things now, I guess. Yeah, but he's, he's bad at acting. He's really bad at hosting. Like, all he does is talk over people and laugh b- disingenuously. 
That's a fair point. Men <laughs> glass houses. Who is Kristen Wiig meant to be in that? Mum from Carrie. Why was she doing that? They're going to laugh at you. That's from, I swear that's that was from Carrie? Carrie, which Adam Sandler's not in. I, I didn't understand it. I was like Googling and trying to find out like, what's the joke there? But that is Carrie, right? It was just Carrie. So obviously they got Kristen Wiig, who wasn't a cast member at this point. So she just showed up on the day probably. And then she's like, this is my impression. I can do a fucking the mum on Carrie or whatever. I'm, I'm film that came out a hundred years ago. Yeah. It's not like what the third remake of it was out at that week or something, maybe. I thought Kyle Mooney's impression was all right. I thought that... Um, Which one was he? I think he was Billy Madison. Oh, okay. Wasn't there about six was... Billy Madisons? That's true. Actually, I like both the Billy Madison ones. Was uh... one of them Shawn Mendes? No, he was Big Daddy. <laughs> he sucked. He was the worst one. Fuck Shawn Mendes. I was so annoyed. In one of them, I just went to the toilet like during his music and it paused it. I was like, I, I don't want to be here. What is this? I'm not reviewing Shawn Mendes. After this episode goes out, I think Shawn Mendes is going to put in his Twitter bio, Shawn Mendes is Big Daddy, Luke Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pete Davidson was fine. As little he Nikki, wasn't. But... He wasn't. He was so bad. <laughs> he was Irish. Why was he Irish? I don't know. I, I I'm bad at doing these impressions as well, so I'm not gonna. Hello, hello, dear everybody. How is it going? It's me, little Nikki. <laughs> he was like that. He was so <laughs> shit. And you know the worst thing about this is that they've done this sketch about a million times. They've done it with other actors. So yeah. it's just Jim Carrey. Just... They did right. I think so. Let me have a quick SNL reunion sketch. And. Yeah, and like Jim Carrey comes and he's like, oh, look, it's Cousin Mask. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. It's Cousin Mask. (laughs) It's the worst line of all time. Uh, Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the mask and Jim Carrey stuff. Oh, God. It's fucking painful. I mean, like, the idea, you can imagine being in that writing room, though, and they say, oh, let's do a family reunion where it turns out all your characters are based on family members. But the thing with Adam yeah. Sandler is that we've watched 60 films and he plays five different characters in all of them. Yeah. And this episode came out before his most interesting character in Uncut Gems. <laughs> <laughs> where was... um? Yeah. Where was Punch Drunk Love there? Pudding Boy. Why was yeah. that the family reunion? Why was he smashing the place up? Smashing um, windows and eating tr- mooses. <laughs> Leslie Jones is in it as the guy from Happy Madison. Who isn't an Adams... Oh, fuck's sake. Happy Gilmore. I'm so tired, man. What's the guy from Happy Gilmore called? Chubbs. Chubbs. So she's there. And again, this is again repeating myself over and over again. Looks fucking incredible. Like the costumes in that whole scene are Mm. amazing. They all look perfect. She doesn't even do a fucking impression. It yeah. doesn't sound like him and look fucking rubbish. It's all mm. surface level. She looks like the character, so that's funny. That's it. It's no like observational comedy or anything. If you took a screenshot of that, it'd have been really good. It's just when you hear the voices <laughs> and see what they're all doing and what they're saying. Exactly. Like, doing that exactly. trumpet thing. Yeah, I hated that. That should be per that the thing is that sketch should be perfect for us, but it was just so fucking rubbish. It's rubbish. But there was an interesting bit in it when Sandler goes, Oh, let's get a photo. Covert snappers. <laughs> is that what you said? I fucking, didn't hear that. Yeah, and then it's it is fucking Alan Covert taking the photo from the back. I could just see this big circle of bald head. <laughs> <laughs> was it you this or man... was it Covert? <laughs> I was just looking in a mirror. <laughs> I can't believe that this man is an actor. He led a film. And in this sketch, you don't even see his fucking face from the front. You just see him from the back. I feel so bad for him, man. <laughs> he's, just, he's just his butler. He yeah. doesn't do anything. But is he the unsung hero in all of these films? 
Is he the one that's writing all the good stuff? He's just terrible on screen. Probably not. No. Hard to say. <laughs> that man has never not. done anything good in his life. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus. Ramos boys, okay. Uh, Sean Mendes song. Sean Mendes song. Good uh, song, Trump. wasn't it? What was it? How did it go? Oh, There's nothing holding me back. Was it that one? <laughs> I don't remember. I went to the toilet. <laughs> was he wearing a leather vest? I think I don't I've... remember. I the only the note toilet. I've got. <laughs> So let's talk about Shawn Mendes. Um, <laughs> the only note I've got is, was Nick Jonas busy this week? <laughs> That's very good. Then there's the yeah the weekend update. It's just all Trump. They talk about Sonic the Hedgehog having human teeth. I was like, oh my God, I oh, hate yeah, that. I fucking hate 2018. It's all Trump and Sonic. <laughs> what a year. How many times did they reference? And I liked this leading into some Sander Scale stuff coming up. How many times did they mention fucking KFC? Because oh, one so guy, many. who was it? Someone called Barr? I don't know. We're going to sound very uneducated at this point, but I don't follow American politics from 2018. <laughs> he, he I don't even what... know what they're talking about, man. I was going mad. I was like, yeah. I don't remember this happening in the news. I don't know who this person is. I, I don't, don't think he it. made it over here that he went to court and ate KFC or something. But yeah, mad to see the colonel. <laughs> yeah, there's... <laughs> Sandler comes out as an opera man. He roasts himself, saying, like, um, they're talking about the film Long Shot that came out. Oh, yeah. And he's like, how can a goofy-looking guy get with this beautiful woman? And then it cuts to, like, four pictures of Adam Sandler and all his films with his inexplicable love interests. Yeah, so that's quite another, another sound of scale trope there. That was quite fun. There was a whole bit in that Weekend Update with Kate McKinnon playing this character. And I was like, she's... Elizabeth she is... Warren. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, she was one of the people who ran for the Democratic like leadership you know like around the time bernie sanders and oh, right. who's the fucking president fuck's sake joe, what's his name joe byron <laughs> joe biden joe byron joe biden yes yeah, so you remember when they were all doing it and then elizabeth warren was also like oh i want to i want to be the leader and then right. she lost but it's i like, don't remember that that's like being over here and talking about when Theresa may ran and there was all those other fucking <laughs> pricks um like i was like she she's really good at character stuff like she had a few yeah. like moments in that where she's picked up on these obviously little tiny things that a character does and i could see her one day you know when was it melissa mccarthy did she get an oscar nomination for can you ever forgive me or whatever it was called like I'm you can sure, see maybe. those those small bits of when like a comedy actor can pick up on someone like it was quite good but yeah. What was actually happening, it meant nothing to me. I've got a note just yeah. saying this is meaningless. Like, whoever that woman was, <laughs> whatever those jokes were, I had to admire... I didn't know what was going on. But yeah, I was like, what is this? I didn't know what was going on. It wasn't like comedy. It wasn't funny. It was just happening. And everyone yeah. was laughing. And I was like, am I missing some of this? Is I was like, am I, watching the, am I watching the best performance of, of a woman's lifetime? <laughs> I get what you mean though I bet in the future she wins some awards for some film she's very talented I think that she's better than SNL <laughs> she should yeah. leave yeah I think she's quite likeable and stuff she was in that Ghostbusters film that they did and that was a bad film but I remember liking her in it yeah um, I, I like that sketch that they had in the pub that was okay mm. I think I've seen her do that before and I think the last time I saw it, it was funnier than this. Yeah, I did find it quite funny. But even then, like, she was called, what, Sheila Savage. And it, like, was an anagram for something vagina, wasn't it? I can't remember I what. Guess. 
but um it was kind of funny yeah you're right it was like she was really gross and Kristen yeah. Wiig was like covered in fake tan and Adam Sandler was like trying to seduce her they were like drinking like some like milk based alcohol drink <laughs> yeah it was kind of disgusting and then they like spray Windex in their mouths yeah and then start like licking each other's tongue yeah it's pretty funny yeah I did have a note though saying that Adam Sandler mentioned in his monologue that his kids and wife were here and then they had to watch him doing that live <laughs> licking doing like a free licking a woman's kiss. mouth one of the most outdated references is that they do a lady in the tramp kiss oh my god oh my god they've done so many last call with Louis CK last call with Charles Barkley last call with John Goodman last call with Vince Vaughn last call with Larry David last call with Amy Schumer last call with Woody Harrelson last call with Adam Sandler the one I saw was last call with David Chappelle that one's a lot funnier than this This one I can't was. wait to watch all of them honestly watch all of them in a row and then Shawn Mendes performed again and I wrote I wish that, I wish I'm I wish I I wish I was dead <laughs> That was the stutter there that I'm definitely going to leave in. Yeah, <laughs> just leave it. Oh, it's even worse because I'm like really tired and really hungover. But why didn't they do something funny with Shawn Mendes that like they're going to perform the Hanukkah song part four as like a big band song or something like that? Like he's a good singer. <laughs> he's one of the best musicians of our age. <laughs> He's so much, he's younger than us. How sad is that? He's like 23. We're in better songs. This is our last episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's all my notes, except for obviously the Chris Farley song, which I really like, but I've spoken about before. Mm-hmm. I've put that the Chris Farley bit felt very special being on that stage and him performing it and stuff. Mm. And that it like lifts up a very poor hour of TV. It kind of like improves it his ending bit was just nice but like you know he's saying oh yeah thanks to the cast i've loved being here thank you everyone and everyone's clapping and stuff all the cast on stage cheering i looked in the backgrounds fucking leslie jones was texting on her phone during the goodbyes i was like what the fuck (laughs) mad (laughs) talk about someone being like probably feeling done with a show or whatever that they're on i was like that is insane has she left snl now i don't know She's probably texting their agent being like, are they doing the Ghostbusters sequel or not? (laughs) Let me have a look. Leslie Jones, SNL from 2014 to, so she has left. Present. 2019, so she's left. She left just after this. (laughs) Makes (laughs) sense. There you go. But yeah, I was a bit like, they've got like a legacy host on this. Someone really well known. People are going to be tuning in that have probably not watched this in years. And she's just on her fucking phone during the outro. It's mad. Yeah. To be fair though, I was I was on my phone while it was happening. Oh, one second, I'm getting a phone call. Hello? Strong is the brand new single from Joe Tyrone, produced by Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park, streaming everywhere now. I'm not always gonna be as strong as I am. That was my fucking rude. Fucking... <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I don't remember what we were talking about. We just got to the end of talking about Leslie Jones texting on stage. But yeah, I think we should do some Sandler scale discussion before yeah. we have our verdict, which is going to be very controversial. I can already tell. I feel bad doing anything, really. Yeah, I know. Either decision is going to really annoy me, I think. Well, we got a bit of time to think about it. But yeah, we've, yeah. we've said that <laughs> the ridiculous six is all right. <laughs> a few other things. <laughs> 
Um, um, I'll be honest, I didn't do any Sandler scale stuff this week. I completely forgot, really. I can work it out from my notes. Man, it was so tropey, this. So we made the decision to not have a Sandler scale. We were going to look mm. through the whole list and kind of just tick off what was on there. Um, I'll mm. load up the list now, but I did start making some notes as I went through because in the first song, which is this Santa one, I don't know, was it just called the Christmas song or something like that? In that, it's from the perspective of like a little kid. You get Sandler sings, violent kid because he said he's going to drown his sister. He's wearing a sports team cap. He mentions <laughs> Lego, which is product placement. He mentions fast food, which is pizza. And then it has a tonal shift in that first song where he says that he's a naughty kid because he has a fear of intimacy. Gets really deep all of a sudden. And then you have animal in a bad situation because he mentions fucking a goat. And that's all in <laughs> all in one. All in song. one. Yeah, it was insane. Um, I thought it sounded a bit like Davy's song as well from uh, Eight Crazy Nights. It, was, it had that sort of sound to it. <laughs> My favourite song. Great song. So yeah, then you've got the Gap Girls one. Obviously that has cross-dressing, which we've spoken about quite a lot. One of Sanders' favourite things to do. What else have we got? Racism, you've got that. Yeah, definitely. I think the main one you see a lot of is definitely the singing. But you've also got yeah. shouting in the Denise show one. Silly voice. Silly voice. Horrible voice is definitely like the canteen yeah. boy stuff, which we skipped over, but we skipped over it because that sketch wasn't very good. But it's a shame because I think that's the character that like influenced the ones we like, you know, like Waterboy and Hubie and stuff. Yeah, I, I think it was just that one we, in the compilation was super uncomfortable. It felt it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, just I was like, oh, God, this is gross yeah. i didn't like it at all old jokes there's loads of those of them as old people there's one where i think we didn't speak about that either where him and chris farley are both an old couple and mm. chris farley wants to go to a restaurant and adam zana keeps like ripping up the menus and stuff and he's <laughs> like, just like laughing constantly and breaking i feel like there wasn't many fart jokes and poo in this maybe it's beneath them beautiful <laughs> wife and inexplicable love interest they mentioned that in the opera man thing didn't they yeah were there any bold jokes that you can think of just I don't think you, so. And I usually, I usually hone in. <laughs> I saw the back of COVID said I hone in on bald jokes. I'm obsessed with hairlines, so every time I see anything, I'm like, "Ooh, what's what's going on with this joke?" Would you call it a fat joke? The part when Chris Farley was slow dancing with a sloppy Joe that was Kevin Nealon. Yes. Yeah, food based in it. Who did we see? We saw Rob Schneider was definitely in it. Kevin James yeah. wasn't, was he? he? Didn't appear in the. No, I don't think he's ever been on SNL. No, he wasn't mentioned or anything either. Mm. Yeah, Rob Schneider, Alan Cove at the back of his head. No Jonathan Loughran, no Peter Dante. David Spade was in it quite a few times. Yeah. Um, Chris Rock was in it. Didn't see any of young Chris Rock though, did we? No, no. I've never even seen anything of him on SNL. I kind of forgot he was on it. He's got one of these best of compilations as well, like in the same DVD set as this one. I will not watch it. <laughs> no, me neither. No Nick Swardson, no Blake Clark, no director cameos that I could tell. I don't know who the director I think so. is. Tim Meadows. You saw him once or twice. I don't know what he was doing. He, he was in Tim Meadows. Yeah, I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same note. He doesn't even do anything. I think he's in the just gap like, one. Yeah, he's like, oh, look what's happening over there. And that's it. It's such a rubbish like bit. Yeah. Kevin Nealon, you got Jackie Sandler and Sonny and Sadie are mentioned in his monologue. Norm MacDonald, is he in it? Yeah, he's, he's next to him when he sings. Yeah, he's he was the weekend update anchor. And then I think he mentions he was like, I started the show when I was 23. David Spade was 24. Oh. Norm was 60. Yeah. <laughs> He's there in the Hanukkah song as well, isn't he? In the old one. What's he calling yeah. the great the great Sandu? I think it was. Yeah. Young comedy actor before they were famous. That's for Pete Davidson. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Davidson. Out of all of them, that's the one you pick. No Steve Buscemi. Was there any unheard heartfelt moments? I think, yeah. 
in the sketch with Kirstie Alley where it ends like, oh, we need to be more accepting of the cultures. Yeah. It ends like that. And I'm like, past being racist. But yeah, there's no like references to weed, nice properties or dream sequences, I wouldn't say. No. That we saw. Horrible voice, Sandler screams, Sandler sings, definitely. Hitting face and hitting testicles. Was there any violence in these? Yes. No. Chris Farley getting beaten up by Michael Keaton. Yes. I forgot about that. A lot of the ones that we don't have are like story things like Small Town and Best Bloke and things like that. But you get to see a lot of like the Santa costumes we're used to, a lot of the attitudes. Mm. Do you know what? I, I would just say that like this whole thing, even just in this two hour like glimpse at what is probably hours and hours and hours of this, because he's on it for years. There's probably a lot more of it than what we see here, but you can probably find an example of every single thing on that fucking list in this show. We probably yeah, don't even need to go over it. Watch it for yourself if you like this thing, but I don't I don't want to do it. I don't want to ever watch this again. <laughs> oh, I feel really bad that we've come away from this, like, hating it. Oh, no. I, I'm the same. I thought I'd really like it as well. So I'm kind of disappointed about it. So, yeah, I guess there's only one thing left to do is to make the decision. So, Luke, is this going to be uh, dancing in, in Lunch Lady Land in our castle or is it going to be, uh, I don't know, getting molested by fucking Alec Baldwin in the pit? It's dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was very dark. <laughs> Castle or pit? Well, I'm going to say that let's have the big caveat that these this is our Sandler pit and it's our opinion and whatever. It isn't definitive by any means because fucking Click is in the pit and that's one of the best films ever. It's an improvement of It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that this show for me was quite a tough watch because it's a comedy that I didn't find funny. It didn't appeal to me in the slightest. I thought like the writing was mostly improvised and you could kind of tell that it wasn't like well honed. The fact that it's live and a lot of them break character or like maybe stumble lines and stuff for me didn't help. It wasn't like when you see a really good outtake, there wasn't anywhere they broke so badly that it was hilarious. Like you see Bill Hader does that quite a lot and it's quite good. Yeah. I didn't particularly like that much of the cast in the new one. The cast in the older ones, I didn't dislike because i don't know i just got like that nostalgia of seeing those guys from all these films that we've watched all in all i would say overall it just isn't for me i don't think i really like sketch comedy and i don't think this is the best example of sketch comedy either Mm. even though it's such a like well loved and renowned show the new episode i thought was worse than the old one i think it i think it was bogged down in Mm. politics i know people always say that and i know you said that it always has been political but like for me as a british viewer it felt quite alienating with them just talking about all these american politics that i just didn't one i didn't know about and two i didn't care about and obviously Mm. the time stamping thing i don't feel like it's a show that's made to be watched as a full episode years after it came out it's kind of an in the moment thing and then you kind of can cherry pick what's good about it but for me in general what was good about it was very slim so i would say that personally i would probably go and put these two episodes in the pit not the show on a whole because the show on a whole is obviously got good stuff in it and i do feel like there are redeeming things in this but for me those two episodes i didn't enjoy them i think that's fair <laughs> how about I think you that's fair i'm the same as you i think that i would never put all of SNL in the pit because that's insane. And I, and I do like the sketches I watch on YouTube. I do like some of them. I just think that this was a bad compilation. The nice stuff for me, I don't like. I don't like it at all. And everyone has this kind of fond nostalgia for it. I just find it mainly cringe and embarrassing and lame. And I just don't like it. 
I think that Adam Sandler's comedian and a performer has improved massively since the 90s. Everything I watch from the 90s with him, I'm like, pre-Billy Madison is just exhausting. I think I'm the opposite, though. I've, I preferred the new one to the old one. I thought that at least I'd laughed a couple of times in the new one. The old one was just unbearable. So yeah, these two episodes are in the pit for me. But the show as a whole would be in the castle because I think that the good outweighs the bad in a lot of it. Yeah. But yeah, it does not hold up for repeat viewings. It does not hold up as a full episode to be watched. If you're going to watch it, just watch the clips that they put on their channel on YouTube. That's it. And don't bother with doing what we've just done because it's miserable. Yeah, I do think that British thing is a big difference as well. Mm. If those jokes yeah, were about right. Boris, Boris Johnson and his mates, you know, we'd be lapping it up. But <laughs> probably I not. wouldn't because if be what like three years later, I'd go yeah. back and watch it, and I'd be like, "Who's fucking? Who's coffee?" <laughs> <laughs> It'd be all running in wheat field jokes and stuff, and I'd oh. be like, "Oh god, this is exhausting." Yeah, Jeremy Corbyn jokes and Boris Johnson stuck on a zipline in 2012 yeah. or whatever it was. Gordon Brown jokes. <laughs> Remember oh. when he called that woman a race a bigot? <laughs> She was a bigot. He was, <laughs> she was fucking horrible. He had to like talk to her, shake her hand. He gets in the car, his microphone's still on, and he goes, oh, that woman was a bigot. If it was me, I'd have been like, that fucking bitch. <laughs> what a horrible piece of shit. I'd have said something way worse. And he yeah, was you're very... right. That, that sort of comedy does age badly. I didn't find that funny at all, what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. I um, genuinely don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't remember the Gordon Brown thing? I, re- I remember that keyword of bigot, but I don't remember who it was or whatever. I think she's, she sucks now. I think she's turned out to be like a massive Brexit. In. She's just some woman he was speaking to. It was Anne Robinson, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Countdown. God, I hate Anne Robinson so much. She's the worst. Why is she still on telly? I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> very good, though. All right, so we've put the classic, well-loved, 46-year running sketch show, Saturday Night Live, firmly in the pit, down there with the cobbler going overboard <laughs> and the eight crazy nights. You can never grace the castle with <laughs> ridiculous six and the hot chick. <laughs> God, we're so ridiculous. We're so inconsistent. We're the ridiculous too. <laughs> yeah, take that with a pinch of salt. It's just not for us. I mean, it's personal taste at the end of the day. And like, I think we've given this a very balanced review. Yeah, And it's I shit. So. <laughs> it's just fucking shit. Uh, do you want to play a little game? Yes, please. Oh, this is, I'm looking at it now and it, I'm like, what did I do this? I did it earlier. I was hungover. It's not is it good. A, I did is it. it true or false of who's hosted Saturday Night Live and who hasn't? No. This that is a game own. called Cast of Saturday Night Live or Crew on Top 5. <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm just saying top five? Top 5, yeah. It's just because they rhyme. That is I'm going to say a name. You've got yep. to tell me if they were from SNL. Or if they were from top five. Is it cast or hosts of Saturday Night Live? Cast. Cast members. Right. Over the last 40-something years. But to make it interesting, I have added three Manson family murderers. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is so dark. I know all of those. The old gang. Yeah, the old family. (laughs) The old family. Well, let's put that to the test. So the first one, Chris Rock. Well, he's done both, I guess. Yeah, both. He was Saturday Night Live in the 90s. And a Manson murderer. (laughs) He was also a Manson family murderer. Okay, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, do you know he was a cast member for a year? It's really weird. No, that is weird. Yeah, Jane Curtin. Saturday Night Live, isn't it? That's Conehead. Fuck! Primat from Coneheads. 
<laughs> yeah, she was one of the original lineup in the 70s. Oh. Jay Farrow. I don't recognize that name, so I'm going to go top five. Uh, a trick one. He's in both. He's top five. He played Mike, and he was also oh. an SNL cast member. Barry Diller. That's got to be a Manson murderer. <laughs> no, it's the producer of Top Five. <laughs> Sorry, Barry. Sorry, Barry Diller. The film was all right. <laughs> Beth Carhill. Manson again. It's another Manson murderer. I'm just going to say Manson from now on. No, that's a, an SNL member. Uh, one no, season. Not. That was baby, that was baby Manson from the Manson murderers. <laughs> okay, the next one, Charles Manson. <laughs> Top five. <laughs> no, he's the main man. He's the main Manson. <laughs> yeah, he's the Manson family member. Phil Kaufman. Uh, let's go Saturday Night Live. Manson family member. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. He sounds like he'd be a, a Saturday Night Live member. He's got a really interesting story. Let me let me read it to you. Which one Phil was Phil Kaufman? One with the long hair. I'll, I'll say he wasn't a member. He was a, an associate of the family. Oh. Uh, so he's still alive. American record producer, tour manager, and author. Best known for stealing the, the body. Boys. Best known for stealing the body of country mu- musician Graham Parsons and burning it in Joshua Tree National Monuments. <laughs> what the fuck? And it says something about him and Charles Manson. He met them when they were both in prison. And then he joined the Manson family. According to Kaufman, he has had sex with more murderers than anyone else in show business. Kaufman later left the family, claiming it was because he was too smart. Fair enough. I mean, he sounds like a character. Imagine the sketches he could come up with. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the next one, Scott Rudin. Oh, I recognise that name. Is that Top 5? Yeah, he's one of the producers on Top 5. And McCabe. That's a Manson murderer. <laughs> no, it's top, the editor of Top 5. She murdered that film. It, the oh editing God. was sick. It was killer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well done, Anne. Uh, Mary Brunner. Another Manson. They're all Manson. Yeah, this is a Manson family murderer. Mary Brunner, uh, former member of the Manson family, who was present during the murder of Gary Hinman, a California musician and PhD candidate. She was arrested for numerous offences, including credit card theft and armed robbery. Fuck. It's Horrible bunch they were, weren't they? They were a real nasty bunch. God. Glad they're not around anymore. Yeah, they, they really did suck. Okay, the next one I've got then is George Coe. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. One season, I think, 1975, he was in. Catherine Farrell. Top five. Top five, yeah. Post-production supervisor. Jamie Arbuckle. Manson, because you did a little smile. <laughs> no, the on-set dresser. Top five. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> this is the shittest game ever. This is so stupid. Like I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> I know, that's why it's good. Chris Elliott. Oh, I know him. That's Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live from, from Shit's Creek. Anthony Michael Hall. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. He was also in the new Halloween film. Was it? Evil dies tonight. Is he from? Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, yeah. Yeah, that kid. National Lampoon and stuff. Yeah, he's the the man in that film who wants to kill Michael Myers. Evil dies tonight. I haven't seen him yet, that is very weird casting. Isn't he like a little dweeb? Michael Cera of the 80s. Google him now. He's like a big, big boy. Is he ripped? No, not even slightly. He just looks like a big dad. And the last one, Sandra Good. Sandra Manson. Good. Yeah, she wasn't good. She was a Manson she's family bad. member. Sandra so have a look on her, so have a look on her Wikipedia. Longtime member of the Manson family and close friend of Lynette Squeaky From. The she good, good Manson nickname, family. Though? Her nickname is Blue. There you go. It's pretty good. Uh, given to her by Charles Manson to represent clean air and water. Well, her criminal charge was about cons- the environment. 
her criminal charge was conspiracy to send threatening letters, and she got 15 years in prison for sending letters. And being a Manson family cult member, yeah, but... This was a fucking terrible game. You know when yeah. you start doing something and you're laughing to yourself? <laughs> it's not even funny. You had the yeah, cheek last a... week to criticise the creator of the Adam Sandler dating simulator. <laughs> you made that. <laughs> At least he's what, getting cast... good graphics. <laughs> cast of Saturday Night Live or crew on top five. It'll come back every week. You're really pushing comedy to the edge, aren't you? You can tell you've been inspired <laughs> by Saturday Night Live. Try this improv style. There you have it. We didn't really enjoy Saturday Night Live, sadly, even though we did love, I don't know, a load of dodgy films. Next week, we are leaving it up to the magical hat again. It's a returning feature. (laughs) You might remember we had the hat and it led to us having to watch Barnyard, which was an absolute nightmare. Fucking hell, hang on. He's got it. He's got the hat. It's back. What's it going to be this time? Shake that hat. Well, I will tell you now, Monster House is in this hat (laughs) somewhere. Oh, this is so exciting. I love we've, this section. We've had genuine Sandler stuff for quite a while since Barnyard. So this could be... Okay, look, I'm, I'm not even looking. And look, I'm pulling them out. So it's Fair old beach fucking Monster House for our first episode of the new year. <laughs> no, it's not Monster House. But it does have house in the name. This is the house bunny. Do you know what? I was hoping for the house bunny and I don't Me know too. why because I feel like Me it's too. bad. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I think it's Happy Madison. Who's the star of it? Anna Faris. Anna Faris, nice. Um, quite good from the hot chick. Have you seen it? I've seen bits of it, I think. My sister used to quite like it, I think, for some reason. But yeah. I can't remember anything of it. I think she's a sorority girl or a playboy bunny or something that goes back to school. I think Emma Stone's in this. There's a couple of like decent people in it, but can't remember if it was good or not. Have you seen it? I have not. I don't even think I've seen a trailer. You love but a for some flick, reason, though. I do. I do love a chick flick, so I'm quite excited for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, thesandlerpit at gmail.com, or you can visit our social media at thesandlerpit. What else do we say here? But first, can you see what that is? A clock in the background. It's ticking down. Oh my God. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot where we were. Yeah, we it, got sidetracked with all the comedy. It's actually it's New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve, the worst episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> <laughs> it's 11.57 and you're listening to the Manson family <laughs> facts on your own. But oh my God, the clock is ticking. It is nearly New Year. So let's start. 10, 10, 9, nine 8, eight seven, 7, 6, six 5, five four, 4, 3, three this is so regular, 2, two 1. one. Happy New Year, it's 2022. You're listening to this on the 27th of December or whenever we've released it. Yeah, it's beautiful. May all our sessions be forgotten and Is that the old answer? Turn that off, copyright. Oh, yeah. Is that Cliff? (laughs) Who's singing that? (laughs) All right. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a incredible year for the pit we've had a bloody good time um we didn't enjoy anything that we watched um (laughs) luke what's your new year's resolution what do you plan to do in 2022 Uh, i think i think finish this podcast and never do it again yeah we're (laughs) we're nearly there no no we i want this to carry on forever what's your new year's resolution be more accepting (laughs) oh god can we end this now (laughs)
So All if you right. want to get in touch with us, you can email us thesandlerpit at gmail.com. You can also visit our Instagram and Twitter, the Sandlerpit. And also you can visit our Facebook, which we haven't updated in about seven months. This year. Maybe that's New Year's resolution to we should become Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> God. Thank you, Luke Thomas, for your artwork. Always incredible Th- stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe Tyrone, for doing all the music for this podcast. It's uh, bloody, bloody lovely. And thank you to Luke Terry for editing all these together. I don't know how you do it. What a miserable existence you must lead. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. The good thing is for me, but not for the listeners, is that after this episode, so the House Bunny will be out next week. But after that, we're then going to be releasing them every two weeks mm. just to stretch yeah. it out a bit. Yeah, Maybe because our episodes have doubled in length since we started. So it's taken me longer to edit <laughs> them. <laughs> oh, I think that'll be way better having it fortnightly. Oh god, the lack of stress. Yeah. Trying to draw a big picture of a big pair of balls like mm-hmm. a minute before it turns midnight on Wednesday. I think the plan to do that is good and we'll be um releasing better content for it. I think we'll be less stressed. <laughs> We're doing Will some we? interesting stuff. I think I think the new year is gonna be great for the sound. I think this has been our worst episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been lots of fun. We had the Mansons. <laughs> I don't even know what's funny anymore. <laughs> no, usually I think it's sketches about Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, they're the funniest. So come back next week where we'll be talking about House Bunny. And until next time, it's been a very happy Sandler bye from me and a very happy Sandler bye from him. Oh, sorry, were you saying the goodbyes? I was just texting on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> the goodbyes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.